I will not be listening to. <laughs> no disrespect. No disrespect. And, and that Joey Badass is dropping 2000. That I am going to be checking out. Now, let's see. DJ Augustine, the Lakers need to bring him back. I ain't going to hold you. Kent Bazemore, probably the dumbest, the one of the dumbest free agents I've ever seen. 
because this nigga passed up playing with the Warriors for a bigger role on the Lakers when he should have just stayed his ass on there. Chance the Rapper, now ringless, still. Um, let's see, Eric Bledsoe, I forgot he got cut. Crazy. He, he can help. He can help a team. Boogie Cousins. Mm. Boogie Cousins, man, he can help any roster right now. I'd love to have him on my team. as he goes by. I'm surprised Blake Griffin hasn't been signed by nobody. I know I talked a lot of shit about him over the years, but he can make a goddamn roster and help some people. Trez, I'm not surprised. I'd be surprised if a team gave him a chance this year. that I felt like should be on the NBA roster. Markeith Morris is out there. Didn't know that. That'd be a good pickup for somebody. Stevenson just don't go back to Indiana. That's the only team that loves him. Tristan, a free agent. That ain't gonna last too long. Hassan Whiteside. That's a name that I'm surprised that's not off the market right now. Dwight Howard, of course. Now, Colin Sexton. That's that, That's been the holdback of this entire show. I was just waiting for either the uh, Kyrie, Russ, Buddy Hill, whatever the fuck to go down with the Lakers, whatever the fuck the Lakers are trying to do. I'll be doing a video on that after this. I'll be doing a uh, video about Los Angeles Fakers. What do you really want? Do you want to keep Russ? Do you want to trade him? Do you want Kyrie? Do you want to give up your picks? What do you want to do? Dennis Smith Jr., I mean, he's been working out privately. I'd love to see that. Isaiah Thomas, I mean, he could go back to the Hornets. I mean, the Hornets not doing shit in no way. Why not? I mean, shit. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, 
give that man an opportunity. I think that's all that we got here as far as, oh yeah, Lou Will, huh? I mean, Lou Will a little older, but 10 minutes, some quick ass points, sit your black ass back now. It's not, I mean, it's not that many interesting free agents outside of Sexton because we don't know if he's going to, uh, you know, a team has to reach out and offer him a deal. I mean, I heard Dallas is showing interest in him, but no one has really, like, offered him a deal yet, which is shocking to me because I know Sexton was injured half of the season. I get that, which is probably why, you know, they probably want a physical or something just to make sure that he is still worthy and valuable. But that's the biggest free agent that's still out there that a lot of teams can use. I mean, Colin Sexton's a bucket. I'm shocked that that dude ain't signed yet. That's mind-blowing to me, in my opinion. But anyway, let's get to it. Let's go with the off-season grades. As things stand right now, because any move could be made at any point that could raise those grades up, huh? But let's go with it, man. This is NBA off-season grades. Let's start with the Atlanta Hawks. Now... Atlanta drafted A.J. Griffin at number 16. I had always felt like Griffin fell too low in the NBA draft. I always felt that way for some reason. And it was because, like, before he got injured at Duke, um, he was technically, he, he was a top five talent, you know, and for him to not be able to play, uh, the, uh, summer league was disappointing. I really wanted to see him ball out. You know what I'm saying? I really wanted him to do good because that was a game that I wanted to see live because I didn't, I mean, I seen his tape and stuff like that. But Summer League gives you a better impression of what exactly you're seeing. I mean, we know that Griffin's jump shot is A1. But we got to see if he's was that, you know, is explosive coming off that injury. You know, Griffin was uh, somewhat of a 3 and D guy in college. Tyrese Martin, they drafted Tyrese Martin at number 51. Atlanta officially signed him to a rookie contract. So he's going, he's, he made the team. So shout out to Tyrese Martin, even though I'm not too familiar with his game. I didn't get to see much of the Hawks in the summer league, but however, in free agency, man, these niggas went crazy. They acquired DeJounte Murray and this takes Atlanta from a pretender to a contender. You look at a team like the Hawks who battled their way out the playing game to the eighth seed and took a game off the best team in the East. by the regular season standards. 
And then you acquire an all-star in DeJounte Murray. Not just any player, not just a good player, but an all-star that is capable of averaging a triple-double to go alongside Trey. What have I been saying about Trey Young this whole time? He needs a player in the backcourt with him on his level. And DeJounte Murray is not only on his level, but he's young. He's only 24, ladies and gentlemen, and so is Trey Young. Fuck is y'all talking about? This is a big major pickup for them. And I think it's gonna work. Long as everyone's healthy, of course. I mean, if, if, if it wasn't Murray, I would have said that Atlanta should have went after Mitchell. Then you acquire not one Holiday brother, but two. You acquire Justin Holiday and Aaron Holiday, who do the same thing, which is two, three, and D players. Now both Holiday brothers are in the A Town. Magic City. You also acquired Mo Harkless, who defensively is a dope player. You also acquire a first round pick. Then you recently signed Frank Kaminsky. Atlanta's team is complete, y'all. It's no, it's no real excuses why this team can at least get to the second round of the playoffs and maybe to back to the conference finals again. That's how good the potential of this team is. Then you had to get rid of uh, Kevin Herter. We understand that, but you get Holiday, Harkless in a first round pick. That's good. You get DeJounte Murray. You did trade a lot of picks, but DeJounte Murray is worth that. In my personal opinion, you, you mean to tell me you got Trey, DeJounte, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and Clint Capella with the Holiday Brothers, Mo Harkless, all, and Frank Kaminsky coming off the bench on Yeka Okungu. Shit, this team is nice. Atlanta is going to be a top five team in the East next year. And I give them a grade of an A minus. I know not a lot of niggas going to be like, why don't you just give them an A? I mean, if you would have got a, 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 like a, a true six man, maybe some more picks, man, I would have, I would have, uh, I would have took y'all, I would have took y'all up on that offer. You know what I'm saying? I would have said, hey, but yeah, bro. I think it's an A minus and not an A plus. Some people say, man, oh, you grade too harsh. I'd be like, man, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? It's my grading system, nigga. But anyway, Boston. You drafted JD Davidson at number 53. Good choice. He was a beast in college. I'm surprised he didn't go uh early second. shocked at that but you acquired Danilo Gallinari and Malcolm Brogdon 
And Brogdon is an incredible pickup for Boston. That's all they really needed was a point guard. Now, Brogdon isn't necessarily known for dishing the rock like that. But he can play the point guard position. And J.D. Davidson, that's another guy that can go out there and, and, and put up points. And then you add Danilo Gallinari, who's always been a great role player. Everywhere he's been, he's been good. I ain't never heard nobody say Danilo Gallinari had a horrible year. Or he has. Danilo Gallinari has always been a solid pro basketball player. Always. So with that being said, I'm going to give the Boston Celtics a B+. Brooklyn Nets, um, they acquired Royce O'Neal and DJ Warren. Say what you want to say about the names. I mean, Royce O'Neal is a 3 and D guy, could easily hop into this Brooklyn lineup and defend a lot of other teams' best players to take the pressure off of them on defense. TJ Warren, like, I know he's missed the last couple of years. We haven't seen him since that run in the bubble. We haven't seen him. That motherfucker looked like Jordan in the bubble, didn't he? But if TJ Warren has anything left in the tank, you know what I'm saying? And Brooklyn keeps their fucking team together. Keep Katie and Kyrie together. Maybe, just maybe, they can make the conference finals for the first time as a group. Hopefully, punk-ass Nash doesn't ruin shit like he's been doing. But with these two, I'm going to say Brooklyn gets a B-. These are two good role players. You know what I'm saying? Alright, now let's move on to Charlotte. Um, Charlotte um, drafted Mark Williams at number 15, which I felt like was a major need and a help for Charlotte. They also drafted Bryce McGowan's at 40. Watching him in Summer League just made me understand why they drafted him. Bryce McGowan's can play. I like what I saw from him. They also uh, acquired a 2023 first-round pick three 2023 second round picks and one 2024 second round pick now however this doesn't move the needle for charlotte besides the future which they should be moving towards but here's the thing charlotte didn't make any moves right now they haven't this is a team that has a lot of decisions to make because the core that they have right now, they have been unable to enter the true playoffs. They've always been a play-in team and nothing more. And they've been eliminated in the first round of the play-in game ever since LaMelo Ball has been drafted. So what they have to do is guys like Rozier, Oubre, Plumlee, P.J. Washington, 
They have to trade all those guys. Gordon Hayward. This team is not working. Hayward can't stay healthy. Rozier's not consistent enough. P.J. Washington's not consistent. Mason Plumlee is old. Like, it's time to break that shit up. And they should go ahead and coach those guys with some picks, maybe, and maybe, just maybe, get another star player over there. Which I know is going to be hard. Or just trade those guys that I mentioned for one good player. Bradley Bill would have been perfect on Charlotte, by the way, but Bradley Bill's off the market. But, however, with that, I'm going to give the Charlotte Hornets a C-. minus. I mean, yes, you drafted right. Yes, you cleaned up on the picks. They did trade Jalen Duran. I think they originally had Jalen Duran's pick, and we ended up getting him. So I got to give Charlotte a C minus. Although they did do have a good draft, they didn't do much on the free agent front like I thought they should, and they didn't trade players that needed to be traded. Meaning that you got to change this team around. This. Charlotte team is due for a roster shuffling. And don't be surprised if later on they'd make a move. Chicago. Chicago drafted Dalen Terry at 18. From what I've seen, he could be a really good role player for the Bulls. I didn't see anything that was spectacular to draft this kid 18. But Chicago didn't have any more picks. If they would have had a second-round pick, I think that Dalen Terry would have failed to them because I just felt like he was a late first, early second to me. Not discounting the fact that this kid can play. He can. He can be in a rotation for Chicago. Not going to be no star or nothing like that, but he's a decent player. They acquired Andre Drummond and Goran Dragic, who were both Nets who have chemistry already to go along with this Bulls team that seems to be pretty complete. I don't know if that Simonovich kid, I don't know if he's going to get any clock next year. I think he should from what he's displayed in the summer league. He was cold. But Chicago got a nice little core with, you know, them re-signing Levine. Can't forget about that either. Them re-signing Levine to $212 million over five years. You know, Vucevic is going to be back. DeMar DeRozan's still going to be there. Alex Caruso, Lonzo Ball, hopefully can be back. Um, Pat Williams, Ayago Sumo. Like, this team has uh, got potential now. A lot of these guys went to the playoffs for the first time. So, maybe next year with the experience that they got from playing against the defending champ Milwaukee Bucks could rub off on them and they could possibly make a run to maybe the Eastern Conference Finals. So, with all that being said, I give the Chicago Bulls a B. A solid B. Cleveland. Okay, they drafted O'Shea Agbaji, which is a scoring machine. Like, if he doesn't start, then he could be the sixth man of the year. If not, he could be a dangerous dude to be in the backcourt with a cat like Darius Garland. I mean, they obviously drafted him because there's the potential of losing Colin Sexton 
And whether and they'll decide between Levert and Akbaji, like who are they gonna put on the bench? They drafted O'Shea Akbaji, who was the scoring machine from the uh, national champion uh, Kansas Jayhawks. They also drafted Khalifa Jop at number 39, who's a decent player. Isaiah Mobley, who was Evan Mobley's brother. Not sure if he's going to be on the roster, on the official roster. We just know he might be on the G League team. Luke Travers at number 56, I didn't get too much of a good look at to uh, determine whether he's good enough. But they did acquire Ricky Rubio, Robin Lopez, and Raul Neto. All good pickups by Cleveland. These are decent pickups. I mean, Agbaji's going to be pretty uh, a pretty damn good pro. And we knew that they were going to bring back Ricky Rubio. I mean, a blind man can see that. Robin Lopez, he'll be a decent backup to Jared Allen. That's what he really needed. And Raul Neto, I saw him in Washington. He's a true point guard that can shoot the ball. But, you know, my thing is, you know, Neto is aggressive when he wants to be. And when Neto's more aggressive, he's more effective. With that being said, I'm going to give Cleveland a B-. However, if they do bring Sexton back, that B- goes to a B. Just telling you that right now. Because that's another, I mean, that's a guy that can get you 20. Dallas Mavericks, they drafted Jaden Hardy at number 37. I mean, he didn't shoot it too well in Summer League, but as I said on previous shows, man, Trey Young wasn't that good in Summer League. And look at him now. He's one of the best shooters in the league. Jaden Hardy got that Gilbert Arenas game. I keep trying to tell y'all. He's the perfect fit for this Dallas Mavericks offense. I mean, you... um. Acquire JaVale McGee. Now JaVale McGee, dog, that is one that's probably one of the best pickups in the offseason. JaVel McGee has been a serviceable backup. He's a, a three-time NBA champion, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Not one, not two, but three. Okay? Three time NBA champion. But anyway. I mean, I love these pickups like JaVale McGee and Chris and, and JaVale McGee. It's always been a serviceable backup, but on this Dallas Mavericks team, he's going to start because, you know, McGee is a fast big man. He can get up the court. Very reliable. He's been reliable his whole career damn near. Especially after he learned how to play winning basketball. So. That, and then they also acquired Christian Wood. Now, Christian Wood, he's a, a big man that can stretch his game out to the three-point line. McGee and Wood are both better than any one of those shitty big men that Dallas have. I mean that with all disrespect to Dwight Powell. Now, Maxi Kleber, he hits a lot of big shots. So I'm not going to say that he's completely shitty. But Cleaver's a backup. But all in all, I think Dallas has had 
arguably the best offseason. Arguably. And I give the Dallas Mavericks an A minus. Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets drafted Christian Braun at 21. He also played for the national championship, Kansas Jayhawks. And Christian Braun, he is he's a guy that can shoot the ball. And he's more known for his defense and his intensity. You know, Christian Braun is a hell of a draft choice for Denver. They're going to need somebody like that off the bench. And they drafted Peyton Watson at 30. He's a high flyer, you know, so he can just jump off the gym. And Ishmael Camagate at 46. I don't know if he's going to make the team. But in, uh, in the offseason, though, they acquired free agents Bruce Brown, uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, Ish Smith, and DeAndre Jordan. They also acquired a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 second round pick. With all that being said, I'm going to give Denver a B. They have had. Quietly, one of the better off-seasons. Quietly. A lot of people didn't know that Bruce Brown got snatched from Brooklyn by Denver. Bruce Brown has improved his game 100%, and he played well during the uh, playoffs last year. Just his two-star players couldn't show up to close the deal. But he'll have a better chance under Joker... Porter and Murray. That Denver team's going to be very scary next year. Let's move on to Detroit. Detroit drafted Jaden Ivey at number five, which is, oh, wait. The sample size that we've seen from Summer League tells me everything I already knew, which was Jaden Ivey's got a motor. He's fast as hell. He has Russell Westbrook speed. In Ja Morant game. Jalen Duran. They also selected Jalen Duran at number 13. Means they traded up to go get him. And that's crazy because he's getting a lot of Sean Kemp comparisons. And I think I think I see like Dwight when he was like 19 or 20. He's a, he's he's a raw player, but I'm happy that at these two selections, you know. And then they and Detroit also got a 2025 second round pick during the draft. Now, they acquired Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel, Kevin Knox. It's basically the Detroit Knicks and shit with these three coming over here. Because we originally acquired uh, Kimball Walker, but we bought him out. I'm pretty sure Kimball Walker might go to the Fakers because the Fakers are desperate. I wouldn't be surprised if don't be surprised if you see Kimball Walker back on the Lakers. I mean, not back on the Lakers, but on the Lakers. Them bitches going for straws. But anyway, Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel, Kevin Knox, a 2023 second round pick, six million dollars, and a 2024 second round pick. That's crazy. Detroit has had one of the better off seasons, in my opinion, because. I truly believe that Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel, and Kevin Knox could add some depth to our team. 
we are probably going to be considered one of the better up and coming teams of the future. So look out for us. I'm telling you. Now, I got um, Detroit. I grade them a B, a solid B. I mean, Detroit had the best draft and they had a decent offseason. But I like Troy Weaver and where he's going with this shit right now. Because we're only going to get better. Golden State. They selected Patrick Baldwin Jr. at number 28. Um, I like Patrick Baldwin Jr. We haven't seen him play in a while, but Baldwin Jr.'s got potential. He's a 6'11 shooting guard. All he does is shoot the ball. His defense could use some work. He's a liability on the defensive end, but I think he'll get only get better. He's just basically a 6'11 Clay Thompson. Ryan Rollins at 44. I didn't get to see too much of Ryan Rollins, despite me watching a lot of Golden State games in the uh, summer league. However, they did acquire... Dante DiVincenzo and Jermichael Green recently. And those are two very good pickups from a team that just won the championship that is keeping their entire core. So with that, I'm going to give Golden State a B- minus this offseason. Houston, the Houston Rockets. They drafted Jabari Smith Jr. at number three, who in summer league, he's gotten better and better and better and better and better and better. And we got to see why he's a top three pick. And a lot of niggas had him at number one. It's just that potential. We know the kids got game. There's no denying that, that that dude got game. But he had to like go against competition Tari Eason at number 17. This, this dude can play. I like him. I like what I saw in his in his uh, college tape. And I also liked watching him in the summer league. He's very explosive. He can score. He got a little bit of a handle on him. Not necessarily and one, but for what he does, he's got a decent handle. And he's got some defense too now. Tari Eason's going to be big in a lot of those Rockets games. You watch. Then you get you draft Ty Ty Washington Jr. at number 29. Ty Ty Washington Jr. would be a great starter or backup point guard for this team. He's a true point guard for real. Got a nice little mid-range game and all that. They acquired in the offseason Boban Marjanovic, Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, and Marquise Chris. 
Now, here's the thing, right? That's depth right there. That is depth. Yeah, they, they got a lot for Christian Wood, shockingly. They did. I'm surprised that Dallas felt like Christian Wood was worth four players. Well, technically five, but, you know, one of them got cut. But I like this Rockets team. They are going to, like, give some of the teams that underestimate them problems. Now, I'm not going to say that they're going to make the playoffs or anything, but this is a young, a relatively young team that are still learning. And you got this to go around Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. already. I give the Houston Rockets a B plus. This is why um, I've said that, you know, the Western Conference is going to be the better conference next year because of all the moves that these that the Western Conference has made. That's why I said the West is going to be very hard to determine who the top eight is going to be. Even a young team like this could make some noise out there, not necessarily make the playoffs, but give a lot of the good teams problems. Indiana. Oh, I give Houston a B plus if I didn't already say that. So, Indiana selected Benedict Matherin at number six, which I felt was a surprise because I thought he was a top ten pick, but I didn't know he was going to go like number six. But however, as I said before, like when he was drafted, he went to the draft combine and got his draft stock up so that he could work out for all the teams. But Matherin was turning it out in the summer league up until that toe injury occurred. But he's going to be okay and ready for the uh, season. They drafted Andrew Nembhard at 31. Didn't get to see too much of him. I seen a little bit of uh, Kendall Brown and shit. He was okay from what I saw. Not nothing special. Um, they acquired Nick Stoskis. Wow. <laughs> That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Hey, he was in the finals, though. He was a part of the Celtics. Then Aaron Neesmith, who was also in that Malcolm Brogdon trade. Um, Aaron Neesmith played in the Summer League this year. And he was turning that shit out. And then they acquired uh, veteran Daniel Tice. I don't know. I got a feeling he going to get bought out. But with that... I'm going to give the Indiana Pacers a C-. minus. Yes, you drafted Benedict Matherin, and then you did get uh, Aaron Neesmith, who I feel like is probably going to stay on that team because he's going to get more of an opportunity to play ball behind uh, Tyrese Halliburton and Benedict Matherin. Neesmith could score, man. That's all I can really tell you. But I got to give Indiana a C-. minus. The Los Angeles Clippers uh, 
drafted Musa Diabete at 43. He's a decent player, but here's the main thing about the Clippers. They acquired John Wall, and that was a decent pickup. Clippers did not have to pay him. You know, he was finally bought out by the Houston Rockets. And John Wall is a good pickup if he's healthy because the last time we seen him, he was averaging 21 points a game in the 40 games that he did play. And as John Wall says, whoever's the third best player on the team got to guard me and good luck. I give the Clippers a B plus for the John Wall signing mostly because that's huge. If John Wall's health is A1, the Los Angeles Fakers, ha, that's my favorite team. Ha, psych. Um, they drafted Max Christie at number 35. Max Christie's going to be a decent pro player, but I feel like he should have stayed his ass in college until he was a senior. Because it's a lot to learn. I mean, he's undersized, first off. He's like 6'7", but like a buck, uh, a buck 85. I think he's a buck 85, maybe less than that, I think. They acquired Troy Brown Jr., with whom I still have never seen play basketball. Juan Toscano Anderson. Juan Toscano Anderson, he got a little bit of game. Damian Jones, who was like an average center. Scotty Pippen Jr., who was great during the uh, summer league. He could be a great backup point guard for the Lakers. And then Lonnie Walker the fourth, which I feel like is the best thing that they did all uh, offseason. The Lakers ought to be thankful and be praying to God that this man came. I ain't going to lie. He's going to have a good season. But, however, I'm going to give the Lakers a D plus, And I think that's being very generous. Because, I mean, the Lakers are bullshitting. Like on this Kyrie thing, on whether Russ is staying or not. Do they want Buddy Hill? What do you want? This looks like a very confused roster. Very confused organization. That doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. So, with that being said, I'm gonna give them a D plus, and I feel like that. I, I feel like that's being very nice. Memphis Grizzlies. They drafted uh, Jake Laravia at number 19. David Roddy. Oh well, Jake Laravia at 19. Jake Laravia, dope ass shooter. Something that Memphis really, really needs. A guy that can just shoot the ball. Good replacement for Kyle Anderson. David Roddy, I saw him, man. He got some game. Vince Williams Jr. is another guy that's a that can light it up and shoot. David Roddy is like a, a, a good finisher at the basket. Um, they acquired Danny Green in a trade. That was huge. Danny Green, man. He was pretty good for Philly last year. I mean, he still got a little bit left in the tank, man. 
And then, hopefully, maybe, just maybe, Memphis gives Kenny Lofton Jr. a shot. Because that dude right there, that nigga was turning it out during the summer league. I got to give him his props. With that being said, I'm going to give the Memphis Grizzlies a B- for their offseason. for Memphis. Miami drafted Nikola Jovich at number 27. Now, when he did get to the summer league, he did start off struggling, but however, he fixed his game and then he ended up having a few good games in the summer league. But you lost P.J. Tucker. That's a big loss. That's a loss that I wouldn't have taken. I would have tried to uh, bring him back. But Philly kind of overpaid to bring him over there, like a 36-year-old role player. I completely understand my, why Miami let him walk. But I don't know. That's a strange decision, man. I ain't going to lie. But they haven't done anything else in the off, in the offseason. They haven't made no trade or nothing. They've been trying to get Kevin Durant and shit. They've been trying to get KD. And Donovan Mitchell and have not, you know, they pump fake on both. With that being said, I'm going to give the Miami Heat a C-. minus, Even though Jovich fits well to what Miami scheme runs, I don't think it's enough for them to survive in the East. Milwaukee drafted Marshawn Bochamp at number 24. Now, I like Bochamp. He's explosive, and his, his jump shot has gotten better. I like the uh, I like the draft uh, pick. D. Santos at 55. He's decent. Hugo Benson at 58. He's mid. They acquired Joe Ingles, who is like, what, 35 coming off of a torn ACL? question is, is he going to be the same player he was? And there's still some decent free agents left over. Can you imagine what if Milwaukee got Colin Sexton? Ooh, that'd be a huge pickup for them. I would love for them to get Colin Sexton. So, I'm going to give Milwaukee a D+. Plus. Not a B plus, a D plus. It's like y'all could get more than fucking Joe Ingles. I mean, Bochamp was a good pick. The other two, I'm not so sure. Move on to Minnesota. Minnesota drafted Wendell Moore Jr. at number 26 and Josh Minot at number 45. Now, Josh Minot, we saw his potential in the summer league. And his potential speaks volumes. Now, Wendell Moore Jr., he's a regular-ass player. But guess what? He's going to make the team. And that and depth is something that Minnesota needs. Because they traded half their whole fucking team to acquire an all-star center, that, which we'll get to. They acquired Slow Mo, a.k.a. Kyle Anderson, 
he's been a very serviceable veteran player for all these years. Good defensive player. They need all the depth they can get. They traded for Rudy Gobert. They traded four or five picks. And all those players, including their first round pick for Rudy Gobert, they went all in on this guy to go in the front court with Carl Anthony Towns. And I like it. But however, I think that they spent too many, too, they, they, they just wasted too many picks on Gobert. I think y'all could have got that done with just two picks. Because that's all really Gobert is really worth. Which is my personal thoughts, of course. They also picked up three-point shooting dynamo Bryn Forbes. Bryn Forbes got some game. He can shoot. He came from uh, Michigan State. Um, they also signed Austin Rivers to add more to that depth. They re-signed Torian Prince. So Minnesota is definitely, they should make the playoffs with that team. I give Minnesota, though, a B-. minus. You know, if they would have just not gotten so many fucking picks for Gobert, they would have traded so many picks for Gobert, it would have been probably a B+. Plus. The New Orleans Pelicans. Um, they selected Dyson Daniels at number eight. He did not get any summer league burn, unfortunately. He's, he's been out. Um, EJ Liddell, who was, oh, that's a tragedy, man. Tragically injured, man. Tore his ACL during the summer league. He was looking good, too. Like, he was a pick that I felt like fell too far. But hopefully, he gets better. Carlo Matkovich at number 52, I didn't get to see that much of. So with that being said, they didn't make any uh, free agent signings. So I'm going to give New Orleans a C plus. New York Knicks, they ended up acquiring three 2023 first round picks. Which, yes, it's good. But it's not good enough. Trevor Keels at number 42. Um, he's okay. He wasn't even the bright spot in Summer League, though. It was Quentin Grimes. They acquired Jalen Brunson and Isaiah Hartenstein. They gave Jalen Brunson all that money. I'm going to give New York a D-. minus. Not for those 20, 23 first round picks. I would have gave them an F. Like straight up, I would have gave them niggas an F. But acquiring those three first round picks, more power to you. Most respect, dude. Um, Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, they drafted Chet Holmgren at number two. I mean, Chet Holmgren, you already know what it is on him. already know what it is on him. He's one half of the uh, the Thid Towers. Great three-point shot. Good all-around game. Great pick by OKC. Usman Jang, I felt like, was drafted a little high 
but I see the potential in the young kid, dark-skinned Jalen Williams and light-skinned Jalen Williams, who are officially signed. So all of those picks made the team and are going to be serviceable for this um, Oklahoma City team. That's going to be a hell of a sleeper. Don't sleep on them. This is, this is one of the reasons why the West is that much better. I'm going to give them, even though they didn't make a splash in free agency, I'm still going to give them a B. So, let's move on to Orlando as they had the number one overall pick. They drafted Paolo Banchero at number one and Caleb Houston at number 32. And they did not acquire anything else. They re-signed Gary Harris. That's cute. But that's about it. That's it, though. I mean, Paolo Banchero clearly is the best player on the Magic, which isn't necessarily saying much. Caleb Houston's got game. He can shoot the blood out that bitch. But I'm going to give the Orlando Magic a D plus. Not B plus, a D plus. D as in Daryl B. Orlando ass. Like, they're probably going to be the number one overall pick again next year. Not going to hold you. Philadelphia 76ers acquired DeAnthony Melton, PJ Tucker, and Dan Daniel House. Great pickups. Great pickups by Philly. I really like this uh, pickup for the Philadelphia 76ers. They didn't draft anybody, but they got some good potential from what I watched in the summer league from Paul Reed, Isaiah Joe. But, and they re-signed James Harden. However, they did not acquire a third player, even though they got Maxi. I do understand they didn't trade Tobias Harris either. So, with that being said, I'm going to give Philly a B- in free agency. Phoenix did not draft nobody and acquired Damian Lee. Resigned DeAndre Ayton, though, which was a lose-lose situation. He either had to let him walk for nothing or match the offer to bring him back, which is something that they initially did not want to pay him, though. With that being said, I'm going to give Phoenix a D-. Yep, a D-. Portland. Drafted Shaden Sharp at number seven. Jabari Walker at number 57. Shaden Sharp is the mystery man, as I keep trying to tell y'all. I don't know how he plays, you know, but we what we do know is he's a high flyer. That's all we know from the draft tape. Who has a decent jump shot. But they did acquire Jeremy Grant and Gary Payton Jr. And I think that Portland might be a sleeper team to watch on the West, especially with Anthony Simons and Dame Lillard in the, in the backcourt. So I give Portland a C plus. 
Sacramento Kings. Now, this is another team that had one of the better off-seasons and drafts. They drafted Keegan Murray at number four, and from what we've seen in the uh, summer league, Keegan Murray is a gamer and is a baller. They acquired Kevin Herter and Malik Monk, who was in the backcourt with the Aaron Fox at Kentucky. So you got two guys who was familiar with each other's games in Sacramento to go along with Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes, DeMontis Sabonis, Kevin Herter, Malik Monk. Wow, that lineup is going to be sick, bro. They just need a couple more pieces off the bench. I mean, I know you, I know you got Davion Mitchell. I know you got Alex Lynn and Rashawn Holmes and shit like that. But they need just a little bit more if we're going to be talking about playing game. But with that being said, I'm going to give Sacramento an A-. minus. San Antonio Spurs. Now, yes, they gave away their all-star DeJounte Murray. But look at the intake, though. It looks like San Antonio is officially moving on and getting younger. Like, you got, you draft Jeremy Sohan at number nine. I said that he is the best defensive player in the draft. He could guard all five positions. And he can score a little bit, too. He got some game. I got to give him his. Malachi Branham from Ohio State. Pure shooter. Pure shooter. Then Blake Wesley. This is a guy with a high motor. He reminds me of a poor man's Jaden Ivy to me. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. I like Blake Wesley. I had thought that, that that San Antonio drafted him too high until I saw him play. I was like, damn. He proved me wrong. But they acquired a 2023 first round pick, a 2025 first round pick, a 2027 first round pick, and a 2026 first round pick. Now, despite them trading Murray, I mean, San Antonio acquired parts that were are going to be vital to their future. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give San Antonio a C minus. Toronto drafted Christian Coloco at number 33. Didn't get to see much of this kid at Summer League. But um they acquired uh Otto Porter Jr. from the championship Golden State Warriors. But other than that, I'm going to have to give Toronto an F. I mean, they didn't do anything to make their team better. They just got a great young up-and-coming team. But that's about all, though. So I got to give them an F, unfortunately. Utah drafted Walker Kessler at number 22. But look at what Utah got in return, though. Look at what they acquired. They acquired... Well, they didn't necessarily draft Walker Kessler. They just got him, but he was in this year's draft, so you know what it is. All right, so they acquired a 2026 first-round pick. 
2027 first round pick, a 2025 first round pick, a 2023 first round pick. Leonardo Balmero, Jared Vanderbilt, Patrick Beverly, who is probably going to be bought out, Malik Beasley, and a 2029 first round pick. That's a lot of picks. Hopefully Utah keeps Donovan Mitchell, bro. But if they get seven first-round picks, they're going to be like the OKC Thunder, bro. So with that being said, I'm going to give Utah an A-. minus, Which sounds crazy. Why didn't you give San Antonio an A- minus when they had a good draft? Let me tell you something. Walker Kessler's potential and Donovan Mitchell possibly staying there. And look at all those picks. That's at least like six, seven first-round picks, dog. And last but not least, the Washington Wizards drafting Johnny Davis at number 10. Good help to go in the backcourt with... uh, Bradley Beal coming back, and Yannick Nosa at number 54. I didn't get to see too much of him, but I did see Johnny Davis. And he is a pretty solid player. Now, they signed, they acquired um, DeLon Wright, who has always been a serviceable backup for his career. Monte Morris, Will Barton, and Taj Gibson, who has also been a serviceable veteran. Matter of fact, all of these guys are really good pickups. Washington's going to have a better season than a lot of people expect. I mean, Bradley Beal's going to be motivated with that new contract. You got Beal and Porzingis. You uh, you possibly might start uh, Monte Morris in the backcourt with him. With uh, Bradley Beal. And let's look at Washington Wizards roster. Still got Kyle Kuzma now. Still got Denny Avija, which I feel like still got potential. Daniel Gafford, I forgot about him. Him and Porzingis going to be dope in the front court. Corey Kispert, Rui, Hachimura. I mean, on paper, this team is not bad. I mean, the starting lineup's not bad with Morris, Beal, Kuzma, um, Porzingis and Gafford. Don't sleep on Washington. But anyway, that's my show for the day. This is the 2022 NBA offseason grades, and I'm out.